0: Hey guys, welcome to episode, wow, I think this is already episode 8 of Tree Bark. Um, it's been quite a handful of episodes, and it's been a really fun journey so far, and I can't wait to ring in the new month of March with a new special guest, an artist no less, um, Xavier. Uh, Hi. H- how's it going?
1: <laughs> Good, how are you?
0: I'm doing fabulous. I got my hot cocoa, like I was just mentioning before, and I take it that you're not a uh, caffeine person like you were saying
1: no i hate caffeine i hate caffeine and i also hate chocolate
0: but how do you stay awake you need something to stay awake
1: usually i'll just take a five hour energy if i'm absolutely desperate but um, <laughs> for the most part water keeps me up
0: would you like to say a little tidbit um to introduce yourself like what you're about what you do what you're up to
1: uh, yeah, um, so I'm say uh, or say bear. I am just a furry artist. I mostly do adult work. so, um, I don't know. I don't do really anything else
0: <laughs> right but. on, but that's how, um, yeah, I a lot of my friends actually were talking about your art and commissioning you. So that's how I kind of caught wind of um, your gallery and I would check it out through FA. Oh, it's, like, such a huge inspiration, and I love, like, the way, like, you draw your anatomy and your anthropomorphic, like, characters are so good. I love it.
1: Oh, gosh, thank you so much. That just makes me so happy.
0: Yeah, like, it's, and- a, it's honestly a huge inspiration, so I appreciate it.
1: It's crazy, though, because the stuff that I've seen from you has actually been an inspiration <laughs> for me. full Circle.
0: What was that? <laughs>
1: It goes full circle. Oh,
0: thank you. I, I'm very, very humbled because that's the way I feel like when I do get on that kind of level of appreciation from other, like, peers in, like, kind of our furry digital art world. Um, okay. Like, yeah, you're right. It goes full circle. And when you see art that you really like and you, like, can kind of vibe with, it, it influences my work. And then it gives me more motivation to keep, like, getting better.
1: Yeah, I, I really appreciate that. how that's how I've noticed a lot of the furry community works. It's everyone working together instead of seeing each other as competition or enemies, really.
0: That's a really good point. I mean, I, I, I'm not too sure about many other fandoms or community of, like, art because the furry fandom is the only one I've been most exposed to. Um, mm-hmm. But that's, like, the really positive thing about furs. like, even if you just start out in art, like, I can't help but notice that there's always going to be people that are always super encouraging or they just notice your work and they're like, hey, you should do more of that. And then you just like feel so empowered. I love it.
1: Yeah, it's. I think that's part of what um, drew me into getting more into the furry community. Um, when I started, like, to be honest, I didn't know that furries existed until t- <laughs> until 2017
0: oh i saw um, that's when you made your fa wasn't it
1: yeah i i had no idea uh about furries or the community i had seen like fursuits before mm-hmm. but i didn't know what they were or what they were for i thought they were for um uh sports events
0: mostly. so oh, like actual just mascots <laughs> yeah i just
1: i thought they were a mascot and whenever anyone had brought them up, they were kind of um mean about it. I don't know. Oh really? It. it was actually yeah, kind I, of
0: I was just gonna ask you too, so like what was the sort of at least when you're getting exposed to this kind of culture, what was like the people around you, their perspective of what furry was at the time?
1: Um so I grew up in a super religious area, so I was never really exposed to anything weird. Or, like, out of the norm. So, when I found, um... hmm, I'm trying to think of how I can put this in a timeline. Um, okay. So, when I found furry people. mm -hmm. Furry people I found in (laughs) 2017. 2017, I was in college. Um, and I kept it super to myself. Like, no one in my life that I have... uh, Daily access to or communication like with close that friends,
0: I'm, even yeah. Oh, wow! Close,
1: even my closest friends do not know that I'm uh, into furry stuff, only because you know, all those people have grown up in the same community that I've grown up in.
0: That's the kind of vibe that I hear from some other furs, too. Is it like just very conservative that kind of makes it a little, I guess, um, censored in a way?
1: Um, I, I. I don't know if conservative is the word, uh, for my experience anyway, mm-hmm. but I know um, it, it's mostly religious, Yeah. so I, I don't know if that includes conservative views. Oh, I guess but, so. um. <laughs> but in a way
0: that there's, yeah, I get that there's this kind of this feeling of one way to act or think, and I don't mean that of any particular religion, but... Um, that's the feel that I get often from people who come up in, um, these kinds of families. Um, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, What uh, what kind of broke out of that though?
1: Uh, I met someone on DeviantArt. I've always drawn animals, not animal people per se, but I've always drawn animals. Mm -hmm. And I started a DeviantArt page a long time ago Mm -hmm. and I met someone on deviantart um his name is nick and he's like
0: <laughs> not nick wilde <laughs> he... oh, no <laughs> and you know what's crazy <laughs> you know
1: what's crazy he adores nick wilde so he's kind of nick wilde in my head hey right but, on <laughs> um... <laughs> so um nick kind of uh helped me grow out of my my little bubble that i was living in yeah. and he would show me slowly introduce me to um new new things on the. he kind of like was my internet tour
0: oh he (laughs) was your mentor (laughs) yeah he,
1: he would take me through and he would help me um grow out of the the bubble that i had grown up in and he showed me a few images of furry stuff and he had kind of encouraged me to like try to draw my own characters um since i've always loved drawing animals it was no problem for me And he introduced me to this whole community of people who liked animal people, too. And it was, like, the greatest thing ever because I'd always done this by myself. I've always kept it to myself.
0: Was the art itself just, like, kind of a fun hobby? Or did you get into it through, like, a school or a class or something like that?
1: It was always a hobby. I've always, since the dawn of time, I've always liked drawing, but always for myself.
0: A passion. Oh, right. right. Right on. Um, so I guess yeah, like the way that you um, mentioned it, um so when your friend said, "Hey, try give anthropomorphic creatures a try, it was kind of a natural progression from there,
1: right, yeah, it, it was and it, it was um a, for at first it was super like, um it was super safer work like I would never, mm-hmm. I would never even even look at other type of (laughs) how could i even
0: draw a bulge (laughs) exactly (laughs) how dare i (laughs) I
1: that's exactly how i was exactly um and i i still kind of am like that a a little (laughs) to to be honest
0: oh wow okay
1: yeah it's kind of weird after
0: what it's been three years
1: yeah it's been i yeah it's been three years now that's crazy but um yeah i still i still get extremely blushy and flustered It's
0: tra- <laughs> kind of adorable though
1: <laughs> I don't think it's ever gonna stop it's so embarrassing but um so when I do draw I have like a blanket on me so I can just hide
0: oh really and, oh that yeah, like sets like more of a comfort zone for you
1: right yeah
0: I, 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 <laughs> I have not heard, I heard that kind before of still like the bubble oh okay so, um but, so I guess uh do you still uh, live with family or you live on your own independently or
1: uh, I'm everywhere right now it's kind of like a I got a complicated family situation
0: mm-hmm. so
1: and I can't really I don't make enough to live on my own just yet I'm yeah. living in California so there's no way Oof. I'm able to still yeah
0: that living cost yeah. I feel you there living even in here in uh, Hawaii it's pretty it's pretty similar
1: is it oh, yeah wow. but yeah my, my family life is really complicated so I'm between houses Mm-hmm.
0: I'll
1: live sometimes at my parents' house, sometimes at cousins, aunts. I, I bounce around a lot.
0: And does that um kind of, like, dip into, like, for some people, do you have to distinguish between, like, your work, like, furry life and your personal life, or is there kind of a blend or a happy medium?
1: Um, I have to keep them extremely separate. Oh, wow, I, okay. I do not let that – I go through extreme lengths to keep my furry stuff on the extreme
0: low. (laughs) So Um, how does that, how does that meld though? Because, okay, one personal thing, whenever I'm at uh, my day job or my work or yeah, with family, um, when you're an artist and you can't help but just draw or do something and people ask like, Hey, you do art. And then you're like, yeah. And then they're like, Oh, well, of course they're going to ask, Hey, can I see some of your work? And then what happens uh, to you in that moment?
1: I, I have a contingency plan. I I
0: usually,
1: (laughs) if anybody asks to see my work, I have a file on my iPad that I carry around that's strictly safe for work. Um, It's kind of like my sketchbook kind of, Mm -hmm. it's only safe for work. I don't draw anthropomorphic animals in it. Um, It's just, Feral animals observation art.
0: Oh, so Um, something for like practice or yeah, just definitely not the mainstream stuff that you'd be working on. (laughs)
1: Right, right, exactly.
0: That's really funny. I I should definitely have a a spare folder, my Plan B. (laughs) Right.
1: Yeah, I keep that. I keep that with me, and if anybody asks what I do, I just tell them that I'm a, a freelance illustrator that does animals. I just leave it there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Let their imaginations fill that in. Right, does, exactly. Does the, so being a freelance too, do you also um, have time to like fit in not only your personal work, your freelance work, but also like a day job or something uh, other than just art that you can focus on or build on the side?
1: Um, at the moment, I've, since I'm everywhere, uh, I don't have the best, plan for how i how i will balance everything yeah at the moment 99 percent of my time is spent working on uh commission work oh wow i do not i used to work at a uh insurance company mm-hmm. uh to um to afford you know groceries i guess
0: yeah just normal uh, living costs
1: right um but i I quit that recently and I was, I'm trying right now to live just doing art stuff. It's really difficult because I'm not, uh, it's really hard to um, schedule out how things will work because I don't know where I'll be from day to day.
0: Yeah, that's the really tricky thing. Um I did notice though. I've seen a picture before of um you had a con table before where you set up uh your own like I guess yeah, your artist shop? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Could you um,
0: could you speak a little towards that? Cuz I've never done that personally and I've been super interested in it.
1: Oh, you totally should. It's um that was my first time I was I was um I was blessed enough to be living uh, in a pretty stable situation for a few months, so I was able to build <clears throat> to build up my um, my merchandising and everything, mm-hmm. uh, and get that table out in Arizona. <clears throat> Sorry. Um, uh, well, it was. Um, I didn't really know. It was my first time doing. <laughs> was it, it Was, was it a furry convention,
0: or was it? It
1: was. It was that oh. Arizona Fur Con. Um, so I had to keep that super on the low too. I couldn't let anybody know where I was going.
0: So you're was, going out and people are asking you, uh, what's the event? <laughs> what are right. you telling them?
1: I just told them that I was going out to hang out with my friends in Arizona and I'll be back.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. And then you come they back with leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> you're leaving <laughs> with your big posters and everything, your soda yeah. and stuff on it.
1: I kept everything in like a box, um, in a in a container looking box thing mm. so it just looked like a bunch of junk that I was just <laughs> taking with me um but as far as the con itself it was it was a really small convention i purposefully chose one that was super small for my first time okay. so i wouldn't over overload myself
0: yeah it's um, not going to be like um anthrocon with like 11,000 plus attendees and everything yeah that's,
1: i cannot fathom i can't fathom that,
0: that's pretty nuts yeah
1: yeah, I am going to um, go to BLFC this year. Oh,
0: uh, nice. BLFC it's... 2020, Cyberpunk.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's slightly bigger, I think. I don't know how many people it, attend BLFC. It has
0: been growing. I, I've been to, my first one was in 2019, but I've spoken to a lot of my local friends here. Um, they've been going for a good, at least half a decade. Um, and it's wow. been B L F C has been growing steadily since I believe from like six thousand attendees to maybe eight thousand or ten thousand even it's nearing.
1: Wow, are you serious?
0: But it's the way that like my friends always describe it because they really like it. That's their if anything, that's their one con they'll always try to make every year because it's so centralized in the Grand Sierra Resort. Um mm-hmm. Have you been to BLFC before? Or will this be your first attendee at the con? I
1: I went um, last year actually At 2019 or probably saw you at some
0: point Oh snap did you have a table then I don't know
1: I did not I did not I, That was just my first um, Big furry con to go to
0: Okay um, Just to
1: just to see what, what was the deal Kind of scope up. it out Yeah it was yeah, I really cool though I
0: really like how because um, I've heard for some other places you're going to have to go out And eat and stuff but there's so many restaurants In there you can do <laughs> a little bit of gambling And they have all of the Uh, different events all basically in one floor and it's just really easy to like just kind of live at the hotel
1: (laughs) yeah yeah
0: other than like all the other furs they'll be going out to walmart and then clearing out the booze right
1: (laughs) yeah i think blfc is definitely um one of the i i can't even make comparisons it's literally one of three that i've been to in my whole life but as far as the three that i've been to that one's the best for sure
0: oh nice yeah i gotta say well it has been my one and only so i'll say the same (laughs) (laughs) the was it is it this one then so for 2020 are you planning to do a table for there
1: i am i'm going to be in the um black market this time okay or um at Arizona Fur Con, uh, they didn't have, like, an adult section where you could be, so the whole thing had to be pretty family-friendly.
0: Oh, and... are you, are you even allowed to do something, like, where artists, they'll have their lewd art or something, or the lewd posters, but they can put post-it notes or something over the bits?
1: Um, I don't know. I didn't try it, because I didn't want to push my luck with it.
0: Yeah, I guess better <laughs> be safe, yeah.
1: Right, but I... I think you might be able to, but you just have to um, check IDs first before you're allowed to.
0: Oh, obviously the the age, yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. um, I don't think that you were allowed to have a lewd looking image, even with sticky notes. I don't know if that was
0: allowed. Oh, wow. But I'm not 100% sure, though. As far as BLFC, though, they're totally cool with it, yeah?
1: Yeah, um, oh, okay. at BLFC, I think you're allowed to have, like, in the common area, you're allowed to have sticky notes on the lewd areas. Mm-hmm. And then in the black market, it's just allowed to all be displayed in its full glory.
0: Oh, nice. And, yeah, you one know. of the things that I was talking about with one of my other artist friends, um, uh, yeah, we were kind of roughing out the works for hosting a small table or something that we could share um, and split and kind of go, like, you know, like, half off with, like, a shift and, like, you can manage my table for, you know, so long and just switch mm-hmm. that up to make it easier on us. What, building up, like, the merch or, like, the stuff that you're gonna sell, how have you gone through that? Or what have you thought about?
1: Um, at the moment, like, for, for a fur con or for BLFC?
0: Um... I guess just from your experience, so this upcoming con, like, what kind of, I'm really, because I think about this all the time, like, if I was going to make a table, what is the kind of stuff that I know that I want to sell? Like, what are some tips or what are some things that you would like to share?
1: Oh, gee, I, I'm i the worst person to come to for advice, because <laughs> this is, I am still learning myself, this is only my second time. Okay, that, okay. But um, the thought process in making merchandise is totally different, was totally different for me for both times um for this upcoming one I since I'm able to do um the 18 plus stuff Mm -hmm. I was able to just let my mind go wild so first of all I wanted to try things I've never made before so um I want to try to make dockies
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah
1: I'm gonna try making dockies and I guess I'm gonna have um maybe prints i don't know how well prints really do i know that people like to talk about them Mm -hmm. but um i i haven't heard any good things about um, prints.
0: do you often do uh yeah i have seen many prints or posters or i even i did work one time with a furry docky maker if anything i think their company was called furry dockies Mm -hmm. (laughs) and they can do this really cool thing um i'll forward you the link later Um, where you can do a one-off batch just for a custom order for your size, extra large, large, etc. for one design, or you can actually get affiliated with them and they'll put you through a contract if they think like, hey, we want to sell this particular type of character for this season. And if you have a design that, you know, you can work with them where they like, um, they'll be able to host it on their website.
1: Really?
0: Yeah, and any passive purchases or sales that they make like say you have a lot of buddies that wanted a particular character that you so happen to draw um, As a docky They'll send you a certain amount of percentage cut and it's really really nice to see like wow so many people like this character and stuff I made one for my BF before
1: Wow, really? I had no idea they did that.
0: Yeah, I'll totally try to hook you up
1: (laughs) Oh My gosh, that's amazing um,
0: and yeah, dokies are super, I mean, right now on my bed, I'm not going to lie, full disclosure, I do have Nick Wilde as a docky on my bed.
1: Nice. <laughs> super nice.
0: He has a oh. popsicle.
1: Oh, it's so sweet. Uh, I've always <laughs> wanted a docky. I cannot get one right now. I, I cannot think... get anything until I get my own place to live, but that's my number one apartment for sure. goal. Yeah, get
0: I got a, a couple of buddies, too, that they, they'll they have the kind of, like, safe-for-work docky, and then on the flip side, they have to hide it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, that's a pretty good idea, though, having one side safe-for-work and the other side not safe for mm-hmm. work. That's the not safe-for-work. That's that. the
0: cooler side of the pillow. Right. <laughs> Um, so, I mean, as far as merch and stuff goes, I, I, I like to always ask artists cause I'm also building up myself and it's kind of like, I always see artists are super creative, but the business side is also kind of the entrepreneurial side that I'm always interested in too. Um, so have you made things from like business cards and like, um, what is, what is the experience like been for you for like kind of promoting yourself or like, how do you, how do you say like, Hey, get in touch with me this way and stuff. What is uh, kind of worked for you.
1: Um, so far, I uh, at Arizona FurCon, I just did um, little business cards, but I didn't put my Twitter or my FA on it because those are adult sites or oh, they're okay. adult oriented.
0: So um, you don't necessarily um advertise yourself as the eighteen plus type of artist. I
1: haven't, I haven't at um Arizona FurCon where i hmm, i don't really advertise myself much to be honest oh okay i mostly just depend on commissions mostly for getting my getting my art out right now Mm -hmm. but i do need to focus on trying to advertise more at the coming um uh wow my brain just died At (laughs) 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 at the coming convention at blfc i'm gonna have um business cards and um, promotional stickers and whatnot um, to advertise myself because I mean I'm trying to be super careful about who I um, who I give my name to because I don't want oh. kids looking up yes, my name and seeing yes. what I do.
0: That is the kind of tricky thing too because I even have um, my business card with uh, I mean I do have it advertised like it says furry artist illustrator the non denominational good boy. <laughs> and it does say I do have it say 18 plus and you're right the, the one thing that I am concerned about and it, although it's not entirely our responsibility is right, yeah. like the demographic you don't really want to get caught up in that that's really tricky for sure um, so, so that's like yeah.
1: the main challenge for sure for old for um not safe for work artists <laughs> yeah I would say
0: and I see others, like, totally own it, though. They'll just be like, hey, if, if I ever catch Wayne Banhammer right then and there.
1: <laughs> yeah. like That's – I don't know. I don't know how they keep track of all that because mm. you have to go through each individual person yeah. who either see, visits or follows you. And I don't know how they keep track of that personally.
0: For your commissions, though, too, um, what has um, been the kind of drive to do – I've noticed you do um, – through your commission page i've noticed um they're they're mainly ych's do you often do ych the most
1: um no actually i ych's are extremely rare for me um i'll i'll maybe do them i think the last time i did a ych was halloween maybe
0: oh okay (laughs) never Uh, mind that (laughs) i have to throw that that away
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, I, I want to do more YCHs, um, because I feel like it might, um, it might help me generate my own thinking process. I'm kind of a robot right now, as that I, someone tells me what to draw and I draw it and, um, so if I make up my own thing, then I feel like it'll help me get those gears going.
0: That's definitely what I've been kind of balancing too, because I think in a way to pump out more work, at least like... Do you find that it's easier for yourself to have sort of this vision and then do like a ych and then post it and then people will hit you up for it or do you like going through more of the personal one-on-one descriptions oh,
1: i uh, i think it's i think i like both
0: oh okay <laughs>
1: for their own reasons
0: my I like, one of my I buddies ahead. oh i'm sorry sorry
1: no no problem
0: Um, But yeah, one of my buddies, uh, he is a fursuit maker, too, and he was finding, like, over the course of going to cons and then noticing the kind of business background um, behind the scenes, it's that, um, for fursuit makers, at least, and I was wondering about this for regular digital artists, too, um, in the con, taking, you know, a very custom commission for suits themselves take a lot longer and they're more involved process rather than just say making a character or themselves already having something in mind to share that's a pre-made and then they just sell that
1: yeah i've i would imagine as a suit maker it would probably be easier because that's a ridiculous amount of work yeah but oh gosh i have mad respect for them for
0: <laughs> <laughs> what um what's uh, your thoughts too on suiting in general have uh, do you i don't know if you have a personal suit though
1: i do not i do not i there's nowhere for me to keep it oh but um (laughs) i would absolutely adore to have one i ever since uh my first ever seeing a fursuit in person oh my god i'm in love with them they're beautiful (laughs) they're so beautiful and so amazing and the the artistry and talent that goes into making them is mind-blowing that's
0: gorgeous yes
1: so i would love to have a suit um I would love to try to make one. I know some people try to make their own. Mm -hmm. So I think I would like to make one rather than buy one.
0: Oh, that's definitely going to be cheaper. And I, yeah, I I think I've seen, like, if you're drawing a lot, you have a good understanding of, like, the proportions and the style that you'd like anyway. So that kind of makes a lot of sense.
1: Yeah. So if I ever get the chance, I would love to try to make one.
0: I don't know if you know this artist what was his name um big he's a big purple not bear is it a badger or what was his name um big purple badger. he he's also a really cool artist um oh my god I'm blanking totally on his name but he yeah he 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 did make his own suit too and I think he has like an eggplant emoji as part of his badge I don't know if you he was at BLFC last year I don't know if you've seen him. Mm. And he wears a little cowboy hat. It's really cute.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I I can't think of it. You said a purple badger?
0: No, I'm totally... No, I'm going to say red panda, but he's purple.
1: A red panda that's purple. The only... (laughs) (laughs) um, The only person I could think of that even kind of looks like a red panda that's purple is... I think the name is... Suck McJones?
0: Oh, something? that's the one. Yeah, Suck McJones. <laughs> I yeah. love that name. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's, I adore their art. First of all, they made their suit.
0: Yeah, I think so. I've seen. I think I see. I might be getting this wrong, so I could be totally like crucified here. But yeah. um, they, I did see work in progress pics on their Twitter, and it came out like beautifully. And I even got to hug him one time. That was so nice. Oh
1: really? Oh, that's so amazing. Yes.
0: Yeah, oh, so hopefully, gosh, he goes so to cool. BLC this year. Yes.
1: I hope he does, that'd be amazing, oh my
0: gosh
1: <laughs> I'm excited And fursuits,
0: they add like, I swear Like another foot of height to <laughs> To your height Do
1: they? I always thought that they were just Freakishly huge people
0: Exactly, but, but I, I but think it's, it's the ears cool. I think it's the pointy ears
1: Maybe, yeah But oh my gosh, it's so exciting
0: <laughs> Um, For, I noticed going through your gallery too Um, You've done some comics Uh I oh, have yeah. Have they? Have you been working on any other uh, comics in the background? And I say this because I myself am getting into like the comics, kind of page oh, by page scene.
1: Really? Yes. Um, for me right now, I'm just working on a uh, a little comic that I had um, raffled on Twitter, but I'm also working on three others.
0: Oh wow! Okay, yeah, so you great. have quite a few. <laughs>
1: yeah, I got quite a few, but I don't get to make too much headway on them because of um, I overload myself with commissions like a fool.
0: Just time um, is so hard to manage. Yeah, when you get a lot. Time
1: impossible. Yes, for sure, and it, I, it's totally my fault. I should, I should be <laughs> much more. I should be much better with my time.
0: I did see a couple of spicy ones, particularly in the bowling alley one. I don't. I forget if that was called like was it called glow glowing or something.
1: I, I forgot what I called it. I, mean, I, I loved that one. That one was fun to work with. Was um, that
0: a YCH uh, one? It was or... not. Oh, okay. No,
1: I've I've never done a YCH comic before. I I let the I let the commissioner decide exactly what they want, and I just try to make it. I try to make it um, how they how they envision it. So they oh, give me so a script.
0: You took on a whole like custom commission for a comic. I've never done that before.
1: Really. Yeah, I, I have never done a YCH comic before. I, I always do them completely custom-made.
0: Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> um, Like, no, like what I meant was the... uh, So, somebody commissioned you for that comic, though.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. And they had written out a script, and you could basically be the illustrator for their idea.
1: Right. So, they'll oh. tell me panel by panel what they want to be seen in that panel, but I got to figure out how to get all the panels together and how to... Angle things so that it shows everything. Yeah without taking up too much space
0: I was talking a little bit about this in my last podcast with another um, really great artist his name is Shiro Bork and He's been working on oh, sorry Shiro Koi. That's his at um, I, He's been working on this uh, five-year-long project from like going he was again like a starting artist And then he went into comics and more of the storytelling scene and he's been working on this visual novel called repeat How do you kind of structure the the story or the kind of narrative for your your short stories for comics?
1: Um Actually, I don't do much writing. I couldn't write to save my life (laughs) So so I always have a friend help me so um with two of the comics that i've got in the works nick my friend that Mm -hmm. i talked about before he's mostly writing those two and then i have another friend named jet he's working on um the other one so i get a lot of help with my stories
0: oh nice! i don't have any
1: that i've done totally by myself yet
0: it's a very collaborative effort though but it shows though
1: yeah i i i guess um i try to i try to learn from them because they're all brilliant writers um so I, I try to take little pieces of what they know and what they can do and try to apply it myself.
0: What? Um, have you read any other furry literature? I myself was really big into the Kyle Gold stuff um, a year back. Um, are you familiar with those?
1: Not. I've heard of it. Nick loves the Kyle Gold um, stories. I've I've heard a few of the audio um, books from him or not in not in their entirety though oh okay but they are phenomenal
0: yeah the writing scene is pretty huge i even have a couple of friends they got in from the zootopia kind of fandom that did bleed into the furry fandom and Mm -hmm. a lot of them were actually writers that continue the story of zootopia um are there any other inspirations or kind of like mangas even or or even video games that you kind of take inspiration from that are maybe animal or anthropomorphic related?
1: Uh, oh. At the moment, not wholly. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I, not really. Not that I can you, think of.
0: Oh, but you know what I am excited for video game-wise? Hmm. Animal Crossing. Oh, my God. I'm so hyped I've for that. I've never
1: played it. I don't, I don't know anything about it. <laughs> I don't know anything about it I'm
0: insulted oh my gosh (laughs) (laughs) I know
1: I'm sorry I'm an actual disgrace (laughs) (laughs) I don't know anything about Animal Crossing but I see it constantly on Twitter and I have no idea what anybody's talking about at all
0: basic well I mean if I have to paint a picture it's like basically so you move into your town it's just a basically a landscape for you to get to know like literal animal people they're your neighbors and I don't know, it's something about, I haven't really been into the scene of something like Stardew Valley, I've seen a couple furry mods for that, so I might check it out, or kind of the slice of life, farmer kind of life, if I have to describe it, yeah. so, if you're, it's mainly on, like, you're living the lax life, and you don't have to actually do anything, But if you want, you have the option of, like, making relationships with your neighbors. And that's the weird part that I got myself oddly hooked to.
1: Hmm. That's... From what I had seen of, like, gameplay and stuff, it kind of looks... It kind of looks like it's a mini game.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of small (laughs) stuff to do. Like, you can go from fishing to, like, if your neighbor wants to just say, hey... I want some fruit. Can you go pick me an apple? And that's somehow so oddly satisfying for me.
1: <laughs> really? I'll have to try it then because I I need to understand the hype. I don't get it.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's not for everybody, but I find it. Oh, it's just yeah. I just highly recommend. Like maybe get a Friends or something and be like, "What's all the haps about?"
1: Yeah, it's and so if if this is a new one, what was the other one about?
0: Um, like, is it the same so- thing? So it's from the the way I understand the history of Animal Crossing I've been playing it since uh, the Nintendo DS edition which was not New Leaf but I think it was called Wild World which wasn't a hugely receptive one Um, Mm. but the the main plot or not really even a plot there's no story but (laughs) the main premise for each game is that you're like the Japanese name is called Dobutsu no Mori so that's like animal forest like you live with animals and you talk with them and you do uh, different uh, favors for people and Mm -hmm. When you complete a task or something that they that they um, Appreciate they'll give you some furniture They'll give you some wallpaper or like a new design for a t-shirt or something like that and You can kind of covet that you'll take that home like like let's say a zebra gave you a lamp You can go run back to your little home And you can go display that lamp by your bedside table or something like that. And it's kind of this whole kind of life simulator where you're building the relationships with your friends and you're building up this town. You can upgrade your house. You can um, really delve into like the whole like I live here kind of second life feel maybe. Um, But in a really cute package.
1: Hmm, That sounds super cute actually.
0: Yeah, there's a huge community behind it. Um, yeah, I've seen.
1: My goodness.
0: <laughs> yeah, and coupled with that, Doom is also coming out in parallel.
1: <laughs> I also know nothing about Doom. So.
0: Basically, gore and like shooters. But anyway, kind of, kind of getting back to the art scene though. Um, so it's it's really interesting to me that you mentioned that you come from this kind of religious background where it's really hard to kind of show that side of yourself. Yet you pursue the art. The and maybe in particular, the lewd art. Um, what what were some of the inspirations for getting into that? Or was it just more of that natural progression?
1: It's Nick's fault. It's Nick's, all <laughs> Nick's fault.
0: <laughs> That's the culprit. <call> <laughs> yeah, it's
1: his fault. Um, I, how did that happen? And I guess.
0: This is um, a little bit. I just want to point out a little bit like do you find that there is a little bit of like contingency or divide about like hey you're a new artist and you should do loot art and you know everyone's going to love it or um what do you think
1: hmm. uh well i didn't get into it thinking that everyone would like it um just because it's loot art uh, mm-hmm. I kind of learned that people like lewd art but I, <laughs> <laughs> I figured that out along the way but that was not the original intention at all. I think the original intention or the thing that got me into it was mostly just really just growing out of my my tiny tiny bubble mm-hmm. that said that nakedness is horrible and um, feeling any kind of way that's not pious is um is sinful and it, it. I guess I was um kind of in my phase, where I just wanted to
0: explore, you know, learn
1: new things. Yeah, yeah. explore.
0: That's oh, so that's such a huge contrast too. Because I do find that the Phantom is totally the opposite. If that's what you were looking for, it'll show you a whole new world.
1: Yeah, I think that's that's what pulled me into it so quickly. I think I would have gone way slower if it had been like, of a community where it's okay but you know keep it on the low Mm -hmm. but since everyone is so open uh about it i was able to just jump into it right away or you, you know go faster
0: yeah did you feel like during that kind of development phase even to this day like um are more of your social connections um through the fandom itself
1: um Yeah, yeah, pretty much.
0: (laughs) It's not just um, a face.
1: (laughs) It's not a face, mom. It's not Um, a face, mom. Yeah. (laughs) uh, Mostly all of, like, the friends that I know in real life are just, you know, from childhood and all that extra. But Mm -hmm. in the fandom, I feel like those friends are extremely, um, they're very, very important to me because of how they've, helped me move and grow a little bit I'm still definitely growing like I'm trying to get to the point where I could draw a bulge without blushing my <laughs> face
0: off <laughs> I love it I but that's what the blankies so for it, the safety blanket right.
1: yes the safety blanket it protects me but it still makes me blush so
0: much
1: <laughs> <laughs> so each and every commission and each and every uh, lewd thing that I post just mm-hmm. know that there's a lot of blush behind it so much
0: blush so if you could recap then like coming from your early like walks into the fandom uh and even seeing that kind of maybe judgment um maybe on a lighter note what do you think uh is the perspective of furry like how would you how would you be able to to describe it with um to a person who who wouldn't be like so positive about it i
1: don't even know i have nightmares about that to be honest (laughs) I was like, I I can't even imagine trying to walk up to my parents and be like, so I do furry stuff. Furries are people who enjoy, like, anthropomorphic animals. I'd probably use a Disney movie to explain it to them. Mm-hmm. Just like, they like Zootopia movies. Or like, they like a the Zootopia movie and they like to make their own character. Um, they like to express themselves through through a through an animal or they would uh, they would think I'm a witch or something (laughs) (laughs) because uh like growing up I wasn't even allowed to watch like the Lion King because talking animals is demonic so I would sneak watch it whenever I'd go to a friend's house I would sneak watch all these movies that Mm. I wasn't allowed to watch and I guess that's what got me started drawing animals and stuff
0: yeah that's the thing I think as a kid it's like I don't really think that you can really hide just things that kids are interested in. Like, it, even The Lion King is really family-friendly. Yeah, and
1: it is. It really is.
0: It's got a lot of good lessons, and I find, like, that Disney generally is pretty pretty positive. Um, yeah, it really is. I mean, yeah, even from, like, I, I hear a lot of people, they come from Fox and the Hound, or, I mean, what's the really, uh, what's that really... Uh, No, Robin Hood. That was another big one. Um, Oh, yeah. Very suave, smooth talker and stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And
1: you know what's kind of weird? I think Robin Hood was the only one that they were okay with.
0: Oh, wow. (laughs) the talking fox.
1: Right. I, I can't think of why, but that was the only one they were okay with.
0: But, and yet you um, still found a way to say like Oh yeah I'm gonna go sneak off to my friends And still enjoy this And right. and you turned out just fine
1: <laughs> Right exactly I'm not crazy or anything I just there, there are things that people can enjoy Without being insane And I guess that's yeah. really hard for a lot of the people That I know to grasp
0: Especially There's for a growing roots. artist Yes
1: Yeah for sure So um. it's a lot of stuff
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> what uh I mean so what else do you have in the works then um you said you are managing three projects are those kind of on the down low or are you willing to um allude a little bit to uh, what's the, at the
1: moment, at the moment I'm not working really on those three projects I'm mostly focusing on the one raffle one that I have to do
0: oh what's I've, going on with the raffle
1: um so I on Twitter, I had just released a raffle because I was, like, super grateful that I had 2K followers. Like, that was, like, out of my mind. I can't. I can't. That's
0: a big milestone, so, yeah. I know. It's, <laughs> I'm like,
1: oh, people are so beautiful. Um, so I just uh, released a raffle, and I was just, you could get a four-page, three- to four-page comic that's colored sketch for me. Um, mm-hmm. And so right now, I think it's four pages and I had just finished doing the rough, like the rough layout of how they want it to do or how they want it to look. Okay. It's taking a little longer because it's a little more detailed. Yes. And the script, the, it, the, the, um, the winner didn't really have a set script, but they just had poses that they wanted in it. And I'm just kind of, and
0: the they one have thing... a general idea. That's the one thing I really like about your art too it's when it comes to like the anatomy there's something about the shape and the fullness that I really like about your forms do oh, gosh. do do you um do a lot of figure drawing or does it come from a lot of background in anatomy
1: uh no actually i i um I do not know how to figure draw I'm trying to learn mm. but um a lot of my anatomy is i do I do something called I call bean, bean the bean method? So like I'll draw a bean and then I'll add like
0: oh not the I paw think, beans. No, no, not no. The paw. <laughs> Okay.
1: <laughs> like like a like a kidney bean. Okay. So I'll okay. draw like a kidney bean and then I'll block in like the pecs. I'll start with a bean and then I'll block in the pecs and then kind of just
0: or go from the chest um, area and go to, like, the limbs? Go from the, the chest area
1: and go out, yeah.
0: Oh, okay.
1: So I've, I've, um, I'm I, still really learning anatomy. I'm amazed that people like it, because when I look at it, I'm just like, dude, God.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but, like, oh. you work from that really rough bean stage, and then for me, it's like, I sometimes, like, I'll take even two to three layers to do the construction layer, and then I'll get to the line. How do you kind of format your workflow?
1: Uh, I kind of do it that way. I'll just start with, um, a really light bean sketch. Mm. And then on top of that, I'll throw in some more, um, details. So yeah, it takes me about three layers to get to what I want. And, um, then I'll do lining. But for the most part, I start with a bean in the middle and then I'll add, uh, squares or block shapes where I think the pecs should be the hips, um, as for like arms and legs i kind of just i really wing it
0: did you ever get into like this one corner of like oh god what do i do with the hands in the pockets yes i hate (laughs) hands i hate
1: hands (laughs) so much i have a program on my phone that is kind of like a really rough hand reference posing thing but it's 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 pretty useless (laughs) but does it make um,
0: a 3d model of hands
1: Kind of. It's, it's like a 3D model, but you're not, it doesn't let you like spin it or anything, which is oh. really dumb. <laughs> <laughs> but so I have to fill in a lot of the blanks myself. So I try as much as I can to like, keep hands super simple. I hate hands.
0: Mm-hmm. I yeah I do feel like I'll get so frustrated sometimes I'll go to the point of where it's like god damn it okay if I'm gonna struggle so much I'm gonna like rip out a sketch page and I'm gonna do like 50 different hands until I get it
1: <laughs> right oh my gosh I'm so glad I'm not the only person that-
0: <laughs> no I feel like sometimes and I don't know if this is just me but like yeah I'll get my frustration fuels me sometimes and like <laughs> something about Something about, like, even paws and the way anthropomorphic proportions and things are, I really like the shapeliness of them. So I kind of get this, like, mix of, like, you go from strictly human anatomy stuff and proportion, and you kind of blend it with the dog anatomy, and then you get, like, these really cute, like, kind of... It's not really flat, because if you look at a hand or the digits, they're really flat, but I like how it's a little bumpy on the top, though.
1: Yeah, I, I think the fact that it is a mix with the uh, animal kind of gives you a little more leeway with how things look, which makes it a little easier.
0: Are there any styles or particular artist styles that you do kind of like get inspiration from? Or where do you get your kind of shapeliness or your, your flow from?
1: Uh, I guess I... When I need some sort of inspiration for like how a character should look Mm -hmm. or how I should draw a certain anatomy or body build uh I look to different artists for different body types if that makes sense okay so like for someone who's more rotund I'll probably look at um I give you lemons I think is the name
0: I give you lemons
1: Lemons. (laughs) yeah I think that's their name oh that's that's pretty cute
0: Me, yeah, um, I'm gonna check them out right now. I'm gonna pull up Twitter. Yeah,
1: you should. I love their work. It's beautiful. I don't know what their name is on Twitter though.
0: Oh, maybe it's still the same. Is this through FA?
1: Um, I they have a Twitter too. Uh, maybe on Twitter, maybe it's I take. I take your lemons. I think.
0: <laughs> oh, <laughs> this person. Yes. Okay, I have just found their FA. The yeah, big, burly, have... kind of, bear, dog-looking Sona?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, like, I love the way they do how round everything looks. Oh, so their contour
0: to... lines are beautiful.
1: Aren't they? Oh, gorgeous work. Gorgeous work. I adore it. So, I love their work a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, for, like, a thin build um, that still kind of holds on to the the curviness of I Give You Lemons. Mm-hmm. I look to um, What's their name? Uh, to- Toki Fuji? Toki Fuji? hmm I think it's the name
0: That's I think a smaller belt. I think kind of based on those images or that those particular artist style Do you know an artist called uh, Katsudon? I've mentioned them before
1: Katsudon.
0: I think you would I've... really like their work, and they also do a lot of NSFW comic work, too
1: Hmm God, I I don't know if I've heard. of God, don't hold on. Let me
0: see. Are they on FA? <laughs> yes, and I believe they're still under uh, KATSU dash. This is just promotional stuff here. KATSU dash uh, D O N, and they're working on this comic that's really funny about like this nudist beach, and um when they're going on their way, there's this. I think there's this is kind of shy boy, and he's on the bus, and when the when the big, burly kind of tiger, I think he's like a panther or something, steps on the bus, he's got a huge, huge hot dog, and, <laughs> <laughs> like, it's hanging there, and the the funny thing that, like, caught me was that when the bus starts, the, the bus vrooms from the, the stop, the bus stop, and then it smacks the, the younger, um, fur, and it, <laughs> that's how they they start their relationship
1: (laughs) oh my goodness no I haven't seen that
0: no it's 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 pretty nice and yeah I just if you like that kind of style that's definitely something that reminds me of their kind of toony yet really nice anatomy and contour lines um one thing one thing that I'll do often and I'm really fortunate that I have these huge mirrors for my sliding doors in my closet um Mm -hmm. I'll go wheel myself over there and if like I'm doing a pose on my chair or something I'll just sit and I'll kind of just stare at myself for like a good five minutes. (laughs) Oh Really? Yeah, and then I'll just like I'll kind of get this vague like this is just for me as an artist Like I'll get this vague impression of what the form kind of is and then I'll just start from there And I use a little bit I think similar to your bean style I'll do like the chest first like how it's bent and then I'll do kind of like the line of action the line of action yeah that's coming from my figure drawing a little bit in the background because I find that it's really like on a technical side um, if I just can if I go for more than like a week or maybe two weeks of not practicing like figure drawing I feel so rusty because my brain has to really this is why I say I'm a slow person um, (laughs) um, because I have to keep staring at something to kind of get the flow or the idea of the pose and then that really helped me
1: oh wow i i'm amazed because figure drawing is extremely extremely hard for me so Mm -hmm. the fact that you can do it is amazing the
0: the beauty of it though is that it doesn't have to be good like as long as you can kind of see like your little like like mess of lines make something then that's that's the goal you want to just warm up your brain
1: to just make something so just just let it out and if just make it happen.
0: Yeah, because I learned this um there's another artist uh, His name is Psychra, and he's a YouTube artist I think a pretty big one, and I used to watch a lot of his videos back in the day um, just after high school and one of the things he talks about is a really strong uh, figure and You don't the goal is because I think a lot of artists. This is just kind of my little soapbox here, but they get really intimidated by, like, I have to draw everything perfectly the first time. And some of the other good artists that I see and follow on ArtStation, his name is Dave Greco. And he's done a lot of splash art for big industries like um, Blizzard and stuff like that, where you see really cool art of just, like, the League of Legends characters and stuff. And the one thing when I've watched his live streams is um, when he's roughing out something, he's very, like, not... Confident, but he's he even says he's really nervous about it this big professional artist. I'm like wow really and He'll say that I'm not married to any of the ideas and that's what really gave me confidence to just say like I'm gonna throw anything at the paper and Hmm. You can always change it and evolve it and I see a lot of artists do that they're sometimes not aware of it But you can always change your ideas and it's like oh that kind of makes me way more like less pressure on myself
1: wow that's like super that's really simple but actually super profound
0: yeah I'm, just... <laughs> I'm
1: one of those people where it has to be perfect right away right there
0: mm-hmm. mistakes. and so, then just mm. kind of taking that breather helps a lot
1: yeah absolutely wow that's kind of like that changed me right now
0: <laughs> oh really <laughs> <Like> just, yeah
1: <laughs> because like yeah it's true Like you could just do whatever you want and change it and let it develop
0: mm-hmm. another and really good one perfect is um he's not these aren't necessarily uh other furry artists, but I do try to keep an eye out for all the styles that I really like. Um, mm-hmm. kind of like how you mentioned, where if you're going for a body type, I want to look at this artist because they know what I like. Um, right. another one is Cynics. I highly recommend Cynics. He's a wonderful painter, also cool. a YouTube artist. So what he'll do sometimes, he does these things kind of called like dream painting or something. And what's really neat is during his live stream, he'll uh, have a sped up version later that he'll post to YouTube, but for that session though, um, he'll be trying to like throw down random colors and paints and he'll find forms in them and then he'll you'll see like this beautifully rendered like giant lady coming out of a lake or something like that and then he'll wow. f- he'll transform it into like a scorpion or something like that just to find different ways that he can get his brain to look at things differently and I yeah I just highly if you look for inspiration or feel like I want to try something new or different check out uh psychra mm-hmm.
1: how do you smell that because Sycra- that sounds amazing
0: psychra or cynics um they're both uh, two different people but it's psychra is six. I believe oh cynics yeah he's s-i-n-n-e-x I want to say um but I could all link these things later too if you want to check them out
1: yeah, I'd love to. That sounds <laughs> incredible. I need something to open my mind. I'm really I'm still a lot in my my little bubble that i was born in. Mm. So I'm trying to get expand my horizons and my ways of thinking.
0: Do you um how do you feel about like the whole painting scene or like um what's what's the styles that you kinda like?
1: Oh, I love painting styles. I just couldn't do it if there was a gun to my head. It, it's really difficult right now i'm working on a commission actually that involves a lot of painting I'm, mm-hmm. i've got to paint uh, a disney castle like cinderella's disney castle
0: i did notice yeah in your backgrounds you do a lot of painting actually
1: i try to because lining a background is like murder first yeah. of all <laughs> <laughs> it's and a lot second of all, yeah it is and i think that um painting my background's brings more attention to the character so that there's not a whole bunch of details in the back
0: um, oh okay
1: it'll put more emphasis on the lined character in front of you but um uh, the as for painting it's really hard for me to understand I guess the process I've seen a million process videos mm-hmm. but I don't know why I can't I can't nail it down in my head.
0: I Feel like how it's supposed to be done. Yeah, I feel like the lighting thing is also something that stumps me Um, Mm. Because it's one thing for like yeah, just focusing on the characters, but then when you kind of want to set the character in a scene um, You'll have that sort of contrast in a way that you do it I I think that is nice the way that it puts emphasis on your line art actually so With that intention that does make a lot of sense, and it does work really well for you Um,
1: I Try I mean lighting Always been my absolute nemesis when it comes, to, um, uh, putting a character in a scene. Really I've, hard for me.
0: I've found that. I, um. Oh, sorry. Go on. Sorry.
1: Oh, uh, I was just gonna say I think that um, a lot of my problems come with not understanding how to use the programs that I use.
0: What do you use, by the way?
1: Uh, I use Paint Tool Sai ninety percent of the time, and then I'll use Clip Studio Paint times. Still learning how to use that
0: I, I yeah I've always kind of wondered about this I've always been this kind of one-trick pony I did start off with paint tool side it was like a cracked version when high school and <laughs> when I had no money <laughs> so, <laughs> so it was a little bit sketchy but um <laughs> the the program I went to after that was um CSP and now I'm kind of full-time on Photoshop but uh, what is the use for two programs how do you fit that into like uh, for you
1: uh, for um, so when I do a drawing, I'll sketch it, ink it, and do flat coloring and sometimes shading. Just all on Clip or not Clip Studio Paint tool I mm-hmm. and then I'll move to CSP for effect and maybe throw in a background because they have better brushes for backgrounds.
0: Um, okay.
1: Yeah, but I I think. I want to try to use CSP more because it just has um, better tools than Psy.
0: I heard it's also really nicely geared towards like comic creation too and making panels, and they've got a lot of like really nice Illustrator tools.
1: Yeah, they do. I have no idea how to use this. Like <laughs> <them. laughs>
0: no, what, one major milestone for me with uh, CSP two was figuring out the symmetry tool.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I, if, uh, I can't figure that out. I, the things that I know how to do on CSP are extremely elementary. Mm-hmm. Like, <sighs> I'm still e- trying to learn.
0: Yeah, even for like Photoshop, I I, I would say it's funny. I'm full time on digital art. Um, I'm not too mm-hmm. sure about your, uh, traditional and digital, but we can get into that. Um, I treat the digital mostly as just a traditional piece where I'm mainly working on no more than a like a couple of layers. Really yeah how do you kind of manage yeah like no more than two or three where I get kind of like my brain just goes like okay this is too much to manage and then I'm like I'm throwing all the layers and adjustments to different colors and it's affecting different layers and that makes me really nervous so if I go to a painting I'll do the rough and then after the rough I'll do a light value and then I'll merge them and then work from that how do you how do you take that on
1: wow that's that's really sophisticated um, when i do it i have like a million layers because i i get nervous if everything's mixed together <laughs> oh okay because <laughs> i'm Your like food if can't i make touch. a mistake <laughs> <laughs> right?
0: if
1: i make a mistake then i would like to go to that layer where that little detail is and like oh, just okay. fix that without touching anything else around it <laughs>
0: there's only so many control Z's you can put you can press (laughs) right
1: so it's um I so I have I think the most layers that I've ever had was 78
0: oh my gosh oh my (laughs) gosh! I almost had a heart attack (laughs) (laughs) and the lowest
1: number that I'll have is probably 25
0: oh is that mostly because like how would you say that you're breaking up like the chunk of work like is the rough stage also broken into a lot of different layers and then more of a polished stage
1: yeah so i'll have several layers of rough and then several layers of lines and then several layers of color mm-hmm. so it, it kind of just adds up from there but i guess the bulk of it would be shading
0: oh yeah okay i do see a lot of that too where you're gonna apply a multiply layer and then go Mm -hmm. to like a deeper blue or dark purple or something like that
1: right right yeah
0: exactly (laughs) even
1: sure
0: that's even really useful for i guess making i'm i would say i'm more of just a character artist so like environments and backgrounds aren't a huge forte for me Mm -hmm. um so i would separate the character and the background as different layers even if i was painting
1: yep that's exactly how i am too definitely character artist but you know what's weird? I what's never that? have more than one layer for a background. It's always just one.
0: Oh, is it because you choose to do it more painterly styled, Or if you were to do line work, would it be different?
1: If I were to do line work, I would do one line work layer and then just the rest on one layer and then just combine them.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, that, oh, okay. That would work. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty simple. <laughs> okay. um, so for your kind of art career grand scheme I do like to ask people kind of near the the end of the show what what do you think that you're gonna kind of um expand upon or where do you see yourself going that kind of age-old like where do you see yourself in five years um at least with your passion
1: Ah man I feel bad for saying that I don't know (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <to> because <honest. laughs> i i don't know what i i don't know i have this existential crisis like every day it's like i love what i'm doing i love drawing for the furry community it's like the best thing ever mm-hmm. but um i'm like i don't know what i'm gonna do with myself or how i'm gonna gr- i know i want to grow yes. i want to grow and i want to be um I want to be a bigger artist. I want to get to talk to more people. I want to be a big part of. I want to be part of the furry community for, for a long, long, long time. Yeah. Um, I just don't know what that will like. But <laughs> at you know,
0: all. you know what? I wouldn't say that that is a very, unhonest answer because a lot of the great, um, people that I've interviewed as well, um, when it comes to that kind of question, it's like well, heck, I don't even know what, you know, next Tuesday is going to be like. Right. Um, So thank you for at least trying to, like, attempt to answer that because a lot of the other people, like, um, even Fluke as a a fursuiter, he's a lovely dancer and stuff, and he wants to take his career too that he explained to me um, in the furry fandom. And he just, one thing that I thought was really positive and cool that I took from the guy was um, that he wants to just be a positive influence for, like, the next generation of furries and stuff. And seeing that through his passion was really inspiring. And I, I see that, that common trait amongst, like, you guys as artists. And I, I really do learn, and I, I take that to heart a lot.
1: Oh, wow. That's wonderful. Oh, thank and you. I, <laughs> mean, <laughs> I mean, I do know that I do want to help people and be a positive influence. And I guess I kind of want to help. Um, I would like to help people who are trying to get out of their own bubble, if, if that makes sense. I'm trying to get out of my own But I don't want people to be locked up in their, in their personal bubbles. I, I would like to help anybody who wants to expand and find themselves I guess.
0: Yeah, I I really do feel that and that's, that's really wonderful and that's awesome. Um, I mean just for like this last bit, um, I'd just like to humbly thank you for making time out of your busy schedule and I know, know time is really hard to manage. Um,
1: it's, it's my problem I need to get better at
0: that. <laughs> so thank you for being a guest on tree bark um i would love to have you on again um and see what the haps is um okay. what and what would you like to plug or what would you like to let your followers or your friends know what's up with you
1: i would just how like to reach to, you yeah thank you <laughs> first of all so very much for inviting me on I really appreciate it. No problem. Um, It was so nice to get to talk to you. I don't really get to talk to many people, so (laughs) it's wonderful to get to talk to you. Um, I don't really have anything to plug, really. Just, uh...
0: Where can people follow you you or find you?
1: Oh, I am on on Twitter and FA. Kind of on Instagram, not really. I mostly just use it to follow bunny accounts. (laughs) (laughs) But, But... but I'll post art there sometimes.
0: And is that at uh, Saber uh, underscore? or?
1: Uh, It's Saber uh, on everything.
0: Okay, you guys go check out Saber. Her art is wonderful, and it's a huge inspiration to me and a lot of different artists. So thank you for joining me.
1: Thank you.